Welcome to the Spicy Boys Podcast. Let's get spicy. Uh, here we are, another episode, another day in the life of a podcaster. Chiggity, chiggity, check yourself before you spice, spice yourself. your wreck. Before you get wrecked with before spice. You get, before you get wrecked with the Scovilles. Uh, scale. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's episode 33. 33. That's my age. Ooh. Hey. Oh, Scotty Pippen. <laughs> uh, wait, I right? Scotty Pippen or Abdul Jabbar? That's better. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Korean Abdul Jabbar. Kareem. Kareem. Uh, like crispy Kareem. I feel like I'm gonna say the wrong. What's Larry Bird's? Larry Bird's number. Thirty three. Right, okay. Oh, oh, yeah, Larry Bird. Larry Bird. I was like, wait, is he thirty three? Larry Bird uh, yeah. wore yeah. the jersey thirty three. Okay. But you guys know that song LFO Summertime Girls. Yeah. What do you mean? Is that the one that goes? Hold on. New kids on the block got a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. And that's just the first stop by for the summer. For the summer, keep yeah. going. There's, a, there's. A I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. I take it if I had one summer. <laughs> since that summer, Abercrombie. Yeah. Do you guys have a favorite? Uh, uh, boy, boy band, not summertime. Sorry, not. I never was into boy bands when they were out, <laughs> uh, but I feel like those are like now. I enjoy them when I go to karaoke. Yeah, those are like yeah. some of the best songs like, to sing. Uh, what, I, th- I think Backstreet NSYNC, Boys is tough to Backstreet beat at times. Boys. NSYNC's fun. Yeah, um, dude, LFO. You, you gotta go. You, you gotta go. Deep cuts. LFO. Well, ninety-eight degrees. Ninety-eight degrees. <laughs> LFO is like one of those um, bands that you like look at their lyrics and you're like, well, "These guys just did a, like a whole bunch of coke in the studio and they just like said what was ever on their mind." I mean, like there was no artistic process to it, uh, or I guess cocaine was the artistic process. It is uh, a lot of times. New Kids on the Block, you know, Marky Mark. Uh, Wait, Marky yeah. Mark's brother was in yeah. Kids on the Block. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think other boy bands. Um, uh, Old Town. Oh, <laughs> this is really getting weird. I, I know all this. Yeah, bands. you know, I don't. Uh, Old Town. I know oh, like all the dude. B2K. You guys don't remember that? I no, remember I do. Uh, I do remember them. Yeah. Omarion. Is it yeah. Omarion? Keep going. How many more do you know? What, what uh, was the name of the the Spanish group that um, Menudo? <laughs> the uh, Spanish uh, boy band group that, is that Ricky, Ricky Martin, Martin yeah. came out of. Oh man, there's so many. Uh, we said we mentioned LFO. Oh yeah, twice. <laughs> twice. Ninety-eight, ninety-eight degrees was a good, pretty good pool. Westlife. All for one. All for one. <laughs> New edition. New edition. Wait. Oh, yeah. What? What? Can, what's a boy band? Two or more? I don't know. I think it's just like a group of like four boys? dudes who like just sing together. <laughs> a group of boys in a band. See, I'm, yeah, I looked up a few. It's like it's saying like the Beach Boys and Hanson. Oh, uh, 
Oh, uh, Hanson definitely is a boy. I mean, in sync, of course, but yeah, I don't know if I'd consider the Beach Boys like a, bo- a boy band. I think that's though. a band band, right? Yeah, See, this yeah. Like, this side even says the Beatles and no. Jackson Five. See, this is like Jackson Five would be the original because they were well, all I don't in know. front. I feel like boy bands though are more like for. I mean, now you have. I, mean, like, I guess it is. Class, yeah. I guess it could technically be be a boy band, but cool. Well, that's like a really good intro. Yeah. So wh- how did we get 33? Then we went into yeah, Larry Bird. Larry Bird. And then you said boy band? Well, yeah, because no, there's Ryan that lyric summertime. That. It's Ryan's fault. Well, it's because there's that lyric in the song that's like, you know, Larry Bird wore the jersey 33. Like, I get happy when you look at me or something like stupid like that. I wonder if our listeners know that like our production schedule for each episode is like spot on, you know? Oh, we yeah. spend hours designing this ahead of time. Hours and hours <laughs> and hours. We like to have six-hour meetings every yeah. day, every day of the week. You know, if you're a, if you're a self podcaster, you know you're always you're always working. You're always on. Work hard, play hard. That's and podcast hard. Podcast Re- hard. Record hard. Oh, we record so hard, so hard, so hard right now. Episode thirty-three. That's my age. How old are you, Brad? 31. 31. How old are you, Ryan? Just turned? Just turned 29. 29. Man, we're, so we're all two years apart from yeah. each other. You're like the middle child yeah, then, Brad. Yeah. I'm, and I am a middle child. Uh, I'm, I'm a middle too. child. Oh, are we all what? middle children? I'm four of six. I'm fourth. That's kind of middle. Yeah. It's pretty Three close. and four. I'm like smack dab in the middle. There's three. I'm the middle one. Well, I can't be the middle if there's an even number. Right. No, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well... Jeffrey, you, so you're the middle. That's weird. I can't believe we've never realized this before. I guess I'm kind of, yeah, I, I am in the middle. But we all do have like middle, like middle child like syndrome a little bit, I feel like. What, the being the best kind of person you can be? Yep. Mm-hmm. Or the best person in the world? Just being awesome. Just very average? <laughs> just across the board, we're just very average people? No, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. Ryan. They probably, middle children are more empathetic. Like that's a, like, that's a thing. My mom said average people are the best kind of people, and that's why God made so many of them. <laughs> that, that, is, that is a great oh motto to God, live by. That's amazing. Oh, my God. That's good. All right. Yeah, I guess, we got I guess I'm average. <laughs> I just wanted to say that quote. Yeah. That's a Michael Scott quote, by yeah. the way. Is it? Yeah. Oh, um, man. Um, the best average person. I might have I might have butchered the quote a little yeah, bit, but it's along okay. those lines. We're recording today. It's a Monday. This is gonna be uh, live in two days. So. Wednesday, my, it's Wednesday, my dudes, for uh, all of our listeners out there. It's Wednesday, my dudes. <laughs> you guys should look that up. Just type in "It's Wednesday, my dudes" on YouTube. Yeah, you're gonna thank us later. Um, what do you guys? Uh, what's how's uh, what's life? What's life? How's life? What is uh, life? spices life? Yeah. You know, it's always been like, you know, life's good. I told you, I'm just trying to be a better me every day. Yeah. You know, woke up yesterday. You came over and made some delicious food. Then we talked about the music video. Hopefully yeah, for some, Dusty. Hopefully. Some Shout out videos. Dusty. Shout out <laughs> to Dusty. Hey, get that music video. <laughs> then I got, um, went to, told you I went to half price books and bought a superfoods book. <laughs> Going to start cooking healthy, you know, that's the goal. I always like to go to Half Price Books and uh, look up there, uh, uh, see what uh, scripts they have there. They sell scripts? Yeah. They have a whole scripts section. 
but they'll they'll only have like ten or twelve. But I, that like that's where I got my Inside Lewin Davis script. How are they, are they like hard copy or um? They're like, like a normal like, script? Are they like in a no? They're almost like, like paper book? bound in a paper pile. Really? Are they in a pile? Yeah, you can literally just go buy scripts there. Yeah, they're really. It's pretty cool too. Huh? That's cool. I would go there all. I I started collecting them. So far, I have Black Swan, um, Manchester by the Sea. Inside Lewin Davis, Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou, and would you like a copy of a uh, Valediction? Oh. Yes, please. Oh, hardback hard yeah. cover though. Hardback and what, hard front. What's what's a script cost like that? Uh, uh like twenty bucks, about 10, 10 bucks, ten to okay. twelve. Because they're used too, you know. But what's what's really cool is they actually have these old scripts that are like like hardback bound, and they were put out by like the movie script library or something like that mm-hmm. and you'll find them they'll have like Casablanca and Gone with the Wind and Indiana Jones and, but they're like they're like gold fonted and stuff but those are like like most of the scripts that you'll buy are like paperback books so they're smaller than like a normal script is but like these these hardback ones that they have are like full size and those are really cool I assume there's like a website that you can go buy like, like buy like any movie script from. No? There is, but not like that. Like a like, reproduction, I mean. Yeah. Not, not like a. What if you just download like, a PDF and print it yourself? That's what I was about to say. Like uh, that that kind of defeats the purpose because you can yeah. really like find like Would it if be you cheap- want to look for any script, you can probably find a PDF of it online. Would it be cheaper to print? Right. On my fancy printer, it would be. <laughs> Should we just start printing scripts? You know, yeah. and then just selling and them. Sell them half half price. Sell books. them on the, on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! No, but uh, you know yeah. the script boys are here, guys. Script boys are here. One of one of my favorite things always is every year, like right around Oscar time, they whenever like all the studios will come out with your their like four year consideration pages, like websites where they're like you know please vote. Sir Sharon and his best actors yeah. for Lady Bird. They'll usually have a PDF version of the like that year's scripts like on those sites, so you can download them for free. Interesting. That's pretty cool. I think it'd be, yeah, it'd be cool to buy some. I have one script, but it's in book form. You got you got. I think you gave it to me for my birthday or Christmas. It was Christmas this year. What was yeah. it? What'd you get, yeah, buddy? It was Dunkirk. Dun- Dun- oh, that's right. Dun- you like you like that movie? Oh man. <laughs> I I uh, finished it on on a plane, like what on, on I think I was going to Arizona. Started in a plane, landed, done. Dang! Did yeah. you ch- did you channel Tom Hardy because he's a pilot? N- no, but <laughs> I was reading Dunkirk. Were you like off to the left? What? Oh my god! like his voice. Like it is. <laughs> We're back, I, uh, we're back to doing Bane. <laughs> I, uh, I was reading a book on a plane, and I was listening to the Dunkirk uh, soundtrack in my headphones. Ooh. And That's pretty good. And then we listening to Harry Styles. Uh, What's that song? <laughs> Sign of the Times. So I, I love that song still. Um, yeah, I like Dunkirk so much. <laughs> what, uh, what movie is he working on now? No one knows. No one knows. What, what one's he supposed to release? Is he releasing any... Anything yet? It's usually uh, every couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if he's like put out hints of like his next idea or. Mm, no, dude, no. I trust me. Every day, that's the, my routine. When I wake up, check the news, check emails, check what no one's up to. <laughs> um, <Nothing>. so, 
Not well, stalking. Well, not stalking, because <laughs> it's an internet, so hello. Did you guys hear that uh, they announced the next, um, uh, what's his name? Oh, shoot, Wes Anderson flick. No, I didn't. It's going to be, a, um, I think it's supposed to be set in like post-World War II France. Oh, cool. Might be a musical. I might be making that up. <laughs> I mean, Bill Murray's going to be in it, I, right? I, uh, yeah, yeah, I hope I, so. I have a confession. I still haven't seen his last movie. You haven't seen I Love Dogs? I haven't seen I Love Dogs nope. either. Man, you guys got to see it. It's so good. I, I mean, it, has a, it just came out what? I need to catch up. There's a lot of films I haven't seen I, I think lately. it's out on digital now. Oh, right. Has it been that long? Yeah. Has it been like over four months, three months? Yeah. Because I went and oh, saw shoot. it with Chris before we were living together. Hey, man, time flies when you're spicy. Hey, I hear you there. I can't keep up. With you all know, these movies, you know I've been I've been back in Austin for almost six months now. And yeah, no, but yeah, but that movie came out. Like it came out before I moved back to Austin. Hmm. Oh God. Okay. I know he says you may. Okay, I thought you like wait. I, it is confusing you, when you so every time you do say that, I always think that you moved away. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I have to grasp. Kyle was away a little bit, but. Yeah, but people usually just <laughs> <laughs> so just to put a. I was never gone. <laughs> yeah, uh, he lives south Austin, like south of Austin, <laughs> in a city called Kyle. Yeah. So Ryan moved like twenty minutes south from Austin, <laughs> and I act like it was a different country. <laughs> well, because Casper's always like, when I got back to Austin, you know, because you used to live here. That's the like mindset I always think. It's like, where did you oh. go, Ryan? I know, and I always think about Are you it. in Canada. And I was like, I'm, I'm always Not like, knowing. did you go to Canada? Um, cool. Well. Episode thirty three. <laughs> Guess what? 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 Are you sure it's thirty three? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I, he said it like six times. Um. Alfred Hitchcock, the first one. Has he ever made? How Hitchcockian of you? Has he yeah. made any other movies other than this one? Yeah. Is, is there any other movies? Is yeah. This? He's got a few. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He's yeah. I like his work. Um. He he put he pushed he pushed him out. He was like a he was like a working man. Yeah, Work, the working man's director back in the day. And I always wonder how difficult like if it would be to like like with the with the tools they had at the time and the knowledge like oh, how hard yeah. how hard do you think it was to make movies then versus it is now? I mean, it had the, uh, I very. Think, uh, I think in terms <laughs> of like well, no, because in terms of like the market though, it wasn't a saturated right. Right. So more original ideas. I mean. But you could say that 20, 30 years from now. Yeah. Right. And look back and be like, oh, no, these weren't, you know, you could still come up with original content. But Well, I think, like, the fact, like, it used to be, like, if you were just, like, super passionate about making movies and you moved to L.A., like, you were going to work on movies. Right? Like, that just happened. Like, you know, it wasn't like now where, like, you have thousands of people moving out to a city, like, every day to work in movies. It was just more like... If you have the passion and the drive for it, then you're probably going to find a job. Nowadays, that's not the case at all. No, but people could also say, like, doing your own work is 10 times easier now because you have the resources to study. I mean, the amount of content you can consume you do. without, like, going to a movie theater. Or... Right, right. But, I mean, I think back in the day, too, like, even for, like, Hitchcock, you know, he started out making, like, British films and stuff like that and moved over to to the u.s and started doing it but it was just like he made like one movie 
that somebody took a chance on him and then they're like oh this guy can make movies and then it was like here's the ability to make movies for the rest of your life like yeah it wasn't like he was like having to battle for every project it was just like oh you you can do this pretty well like here's whatever you want do whatever you want to do like and we'll keep releasing them yeah you know i always just thought about it because if you whenever you we i studied some stuff about like not so much like the the story but just like when you like we were on set before like it just seems so so yeah. difficult like yeah, there was just like actresses and actors couldn't be on camera too long because it got too hot and stuff yeah. like that right and like the sound quality was drastically yeah. different and i'm like now it's like totally so, so polished mm-hmm. right i don't know well and i think you also it's like one of those things where you like you always like look back fondly on the times before you mm-hmm. you know like i i said what i said but you know the truth is it was probably way way harder to make movies back then see i don't know yeah it's yeah. those things it's like people <laughs> probably say yes but yeah. then i'm like well it's it's all about in like 20 years from now people are probably gonna be like well oh my god like they had to you know they couldn't just like yeah. press this button and have a movie come out like, and uh um, that's that's one of the main reasons why I picked this film. Like how hard this film, I mean, like I said, compared to, you know, filmmaking now. How creative Hitchcock was doing this film and the way he filmed it back in for in forty eight something like that. Nineteen forty eight. Yeah. So the film is Rope. Nineteen forty eight. Um. First, he's 1948. Wow. First color, colored film he shot? Am I wrong? I don't know. I think, I it, know. I think, I it, think might, it might be. I think it might yeah. be the first colored guy. I know. Well, you, you know that the, there's two stories that are like inspiration stories that always go hand in hand for me. And it's a story of Rope where there was a lot of critics who were giving Hitchcock crap. Yeah. Because they were like, you can't tell a story without having a hundred cuts a minute or something like that. And he was a pretty egotistical guy. So yeah. he was like, I'm going to make a movie with no cuts in it. I mean, which I mean, physically impossible to do, but he got as close as you yeah. could with that, with, you know, without with some, these really long takes. So that was the whole birth of it. But that's always coincided in my mind. Whenever I think of that story, it always reminds me, have you ever heard the story about, there was a night that Hitchcock was was out at a bar, and uh, he was at like some newspaper, like it was like some newspaper party, and like one of the editors was like ribbing him and was like, "Yeah, Hitchcock or uh, um, Hemingway can't tell a story without um, without you know in less than a hundred pages or something like that." Because Hemingway was always he was like. Um, he was like, I I can make you cry in six words. And the editor was like, challenge accepted. And so they were kind of giving each other crap. And apparently uh, um, Hitchcock, or Hemingway, sorry, walked into the newspaper like a week later. And they were like, what are you doing here? And he walks up to the, air, to the, um, to the editor and he hands him a piece of paper. And on that paper it said, for, for sale, baby shoes never worn. And so the dude started crying. Man. Hmm. 
supposed to be like the saddest shortest yeah. like story ever told there's a there's a book like that right it's just the shortest stories is that what you're it's talking about poetry book <laughs> no I, mean, I i i read about that one but oh, there's really? a, an actual book to where it's like 10 sentences or less but oh really stuff like that yeah that sounds really good um um all right well because I'm, I'm gonna grab the beer okay I'll grab it. You can start getting into the movie. So, all right, let me pull up some cast here. So, my favorite cast member. Can you guess which one that is, Jeff? The teacher? No. The guy who looks... Famous actor. The guy who looks like... uh, Sorry. uh, One of the the main antagonists looks just like... uh, uh, Topher Grace. Oh man, he does. That's hilarious. <laughs> no, but I was talking about Jimmy Stewart, man. Yeah. Well, James Stewart. I I love it because it's like it's the first James Stewart role that I could think of yeah. that was like not James Stewart being like paranoid and with anxiety. Like he was such a badass in that movie. Yeah. Um I love yeah, James I mean, Stewart, but that like to me was it was refreshing to see him that way. Um, Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, it was an, it, it was uh, adapted from a play from Patrick Hamilton. Um, yeah, he was all about adapting those. Uh, yeah, um, adapting the um, plays into. I think he felt like if he knew that the play was already a success, he knew he could make the movie yeah. into a success. Dick Hogan, John Dahl, Farley Granger, Douglas Dick. Joanne Chandler, James Stewart, Jimmy Boy. You uh, like you like James Stewart, Brad? Oh yeah, and uh, that was probably my favorite character. Um, Al- Alfred Hitchcock as the man walking in the street after opening credits. Uh, that's that's so cool that he does that. <laughs> All right, so there's been a lot of directors do that where they put themselves in the movies. I think we talked about this movie already, but the worst use of that ever was. M. Night Shyamalan in the village. Oh, yeah. It's just abuse. <laughs> it, was, it was straight abuse. That was horrid. Um, yeah, M. I'm Night. I'm glad and, to and, see uh, him back on track. M. Though. Night and Michael Bay. Jesus Christ. Does it? Does Bay put himself in yeah, all his movies? Oh, uh, yeah. Wait, when? Um, he, uh, Name some movies, because I don't think I've ever seen Transformers. He, he was one of the uh, scientists. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's oh, man. such a weird looking I'm have guy. I'm going to go. Yeah. I could be wrong. Who, okay. I wonder who he was in Bad Boys Two. I think he was Tarantino. Nervous. Usually, like <laughs> oh yeah, Tarantino. Tarantino does it, but he usually does it like if somebody gets like horrifically killed, he'll like Tarantino does the, it. Stanley, and then well, Stanley's uh, not really. I mean, he's just cameo in it. Well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Who else? Who else? That's a good question. Uh trying to think of like my Wes Anderson one. no no he doesn't do that uh I think he might be in like one or two um cameo in their own films right that's what we're talking about well, he said yeah. Not, yeah yeah I was just thinking just people who have QD cameos well con- yeah, consistently mm. in their mean, own movies yeah you know who's uh one of the most impressive actors that is a director though to mm-hmm. me is uh Spike Lee, man. Dude's got chops. 
I need to see that so new one. So you're trying to say directors and acting? Well, yeah. Like, I, I okay, mean, I see yeah, what you're I saying. Kind of I guess a little bit. Um, all right, so the beer I picked is called Ooh. Reasonably Corrupt. So that's a good. That's a good. Uh, by uh, good beer name for this movie. Great Raft. Out of Shreveport, Louisiana. Black Lager. This is a really cool looking beer. Yeah. yeah like this, this, well done. This uh, was probably, probably I'd say the this best is one of the best beer. designs we've had so far. Thank you. Thank you. It's an accident. It's got a very like prohibition yeah. almost style like uh, design yeah. to it. Reasonably corrupt black lager by Great Raft. I think I think that's a brewery, Great Raft. I think so. Robust and smooth light body. Don't let the darkness fool you. Drink real beer. Drink real beer. And the can, yeah, the can looks pretty awesome. You guys see it in the, on that when we post it. So uh, I picked this beer because, you know, I mean, right off the bat, you know exactly what the fuck's going on in the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love how the first three frames, you know exactly <laughs> what is happening. And you just kind of sit back, you know. Anyway, we, we can get into that in a... Uh, Ryan? So, spicy boys and spicy girls, spicy people, if you're at home, listening long, to hard uh, day at work, and you've been listening to Spicy Boys Podcast, and you want to crack a cold one with the spicy boys, now's the time to pop that top. Smells like murder. You smell that? Spell, smells like it's about to murder my palate. But whoa, that is pretty <laughs> strong. I wasn't expecting that. Oh man, that is a black lager. <laughs> I don't know what that means. What is that? Hey man, don't let the darkness fool you. Black lager, man. Little, are you getting a little taste of like tobacco in there? Man, I lagers are um, are easy to drink, but dark lagers, woo. Yeah, I like this. I, I honestly I can't tell the difference between certain stouts and like dark lagers. Is that normal? Um, I yes. mean, uh, for me, yes. Because <laughs> I don't I don't know enough about that. <laughs> oh man, it all kind of blends together for yeah. me too. So yeah. Ooh. Uh, I I can I can dig that I can dig it I can dig it. Can you um, dig it? So yeah, films rope. Alfred Hitchcock, 1948. A murder mystery from the get-go. From the get-go. Um, like I said, the first three frames, you know exactly who <laughs> the bad guys are. <laughs> so it's it's quite interesting to start off with that, knowing, you know, what what it's very uh, um, objective. Like, you know exactly well, that, what's about. What, well, not, not what's about to happen, but... Initially, okay, these guys are the bad guys, and <laughs> yeah, that guy's dead. Well, and I think that's what Hitchcock, Hitchcock was so good at, was kind of flipping, like, what you were expecting, like, on its head. Yeah. And so, like, instead of making a movie about, like, who done it, like, you know who did it. Yeah. yeah. Now you're just worried about, are they going to get caught? Like, you know. That's the entire movie. Oh, my, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, my favorite... Um, one reason I picked this film is one of my favorite Hitchcock interviews. So, I mean, he he is the master of suspense, and I think I think everyone could agree. Um, he uh, 
made an analogy. I don't know. I might be butchering this uh, about if you film um, two guys on a table having, you know, tea, drinking, whatever, talking, just having a conversation. Then next thing you know, the table blows up. They're both dead. Then you tell the audience, yeah, there there was a bomb under the table. Say so that's not, you know, that's not that doesn't elicit emotion. Like he, that's not suspense for him. He says suspense for him is you show the bomb, it's under the table, and there's a ticking clock. Then you go on with the film of them having a conversation. So now you're in this different state of emotion to where all you can think about is, okay, when is this bomb gonna explode? Yeah. And I feel like that's a really good example of this film because, um, you know, there's, um, there's a body in the chest, there's a dead body, but the way he shot it is where almost like you're flying the wall. So you see people coming in and out and, um, they don't know what, you know, so it's kind of like a waiting game to see if, you know, if they can, who's going to figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so good. Um, this beer's pretty good. I, I, I like this beer. It's reasonably um, corrupt. <laughs> I already forgot. Um, but I, anyway, I do want to say the you know because it takes place in this was a penthouse type Manhattan yeah. penthouse or something upper um, upper class. Yeah, yeah. But the 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 I love the skyline, right? Yeah. Which is probably I don't know if that's a painted slate or what that is. Probably. You know, I don't know, but I would I would think so. I would think it's a ba- it's a backdrop. Because that's like the one thing. As soon as I open the curtains to that, it's like, yeah. For me, that's like beginning of the whole, you know, the whole story of yeah. When people are going to start getting introduced yeah. and everything, and it's like, it's, it's kind of now you're kind of exposing everything. Like nothing's wrong. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's all closed up. But I think you're right. Yeah, the whole, um, the whole suspense thing with any of Hitchcock's Hitchcock's movies is like. And that's, t- the, that's the reason you watch. I mean, that's yeah. why reason you keep going back to these movies is because it's probably the first person that ever did that like that well. Oh yeah, I mean, um, uh, I mean, we all know Psycho, um, Vertigo, but I feel like Rope is probably one of his best. But since it's a very um, different way of filmmaking approach, that he I don't know maybe he didn't get as much of a praise mm-hmm. with this and uh yeah i don't think it got as much hype as the other yeah or some of his other films but um re- uh rear window that's him right yeah rear, yeah rear window vertigo vertigo psycho birds the birds the birds, birds yeah um North but uh, what i mean there's so many yeah <laughs> yeah um so yeah and also like i said we're going to talk about uh more of the uh the filmmaking style but uh Let's do log line. Do you? Oh, <laughs> and Ryan just walked back in, and Ryan goes first. Log line. Oh shit! Oh man, I, this is uh. I don't know. It's gonna be all over the place for me. Yep. In the world. I don't even know where to start with. Well, I know where to start, but I don't know how to end this. Um. I uh yeah I I. Rewatched it again. But I didn't, I, I didn't, I mean, I didn't finish it. I just kind of like Did, cause we, through it. Because we watched it. We first, I first watched it in college. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. We were, you never saw it before that, right? No. Okay. Yeah. I think I watched it after college. Yeah. 
Yeah. They weren't big on Hitchcock at OU. They didn't. Well, the full sale. They um. What do they love? Citizen Kane. <laughs> yeah, they love Citizen Kane. <laughs> they. Uh, <laughs> Without getting too far off topic, they talked so much about Citizen Kane in the first two months I was at Full Sail that I went home and watched it myself. Uh, and for anyone that hasn't ever seen... What did you think of it? I thought it was great, but it was just so long, yeah. man. It's so long. It's hard to like... It's hard for me to watch it. I kind of just wanted to fast forward to Rosebud. Rosebud. But... Um, did you know that Spielberg has Rosebud in his office? No. Really? Uh-huh. It's just like hanging on the wall. That's cool. All right, Ryan, log line. Okay. You go first. Hold on. 30 seconds. On I don't clock. need 30 seconds. Ooh, there we go. All right. Ready? Get it. <laughs> and go. Two men in an apartment kill another man and throw a party. <laughs> That's pretty good. Will they get caught? Dun, dun, dun. That's, it. That's, That's not a question, guys. You don't need to answer it. That was a statement. What's well, a log line? Yeah. Real quick, if you just heard what Ryan said and you've never seen this movie, it's pretty good. You probably don't want to go watch yeah. it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. All right, Brad, you go. I'll go last. Oh, man. Okay. I need. I need. I need to steal words. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Do you need thirty you're, seconds? You're like the Banksy of. Uh, uh, well, I think I'm gonna. You know, I mean, I always trip over my words. So. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, I you think do. as I talk, so. Two. Uh, I like how ready? Jeff pulled up his uh, he pulled up his calculator. Where are you in? And <laughs> so so Asian of me, Wait, right? <laughs> he was just gonna count down thirty. Right. Okay, 29. ready, ready, go. Two men commit murder in a Manhattan penthouse. Hide the body in it. Nope. Yeah, hide the body and invite friends over to prove that they are superior. To the man they killed. Oh, that is good. That's good. Right? That's, That's pretty good. good. I'm going to use a lot of your words. All right. Well, yeah. Here we go. My turn. Uh, two men. <laughs> uh, two men kill their friend. Uh, two men kill kill their friend for uh for an experiment and wants to prove if they've committed the perfect murder. Okay, that's good. Oh man, that was thirty seconds. That was good, Jeff. Ooh. So here's the real well, line. But real quick, so I'm trying to remember the. The whole theory of like the re- what they learned, right? The reason they do it is there's a, there's a term for it. They say it in the movie, don't they? It's some right. It's like sometimes I think I had a hard time quite understanding yeah. that, right? So I always just I always just thought they were like doing it to see if they could. It's an experiment. It's an experiment. It's like oh look <laughs> well, what we did. We're, we're like, like we, yeah. we can get away with yeah. this. What what is yeah? It's like basically like it was like a right seats are better than them yeah that's what yeah, all i can yeah. think of yeah do you have right. the, oh yeah, you got it the real to the real log line which we were pretty close on two young men strangle their inferior classmates God. hide his body in their apartment and invite his friends and family to a dinner party as a means to challenge the perfection of their crime oh, i forgot about the dinner party part oh i know because i mean from what i said they killed the guy and basically they just stood there by themselves 
<laughs> the two of them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> did we commit the perfect murder yet? <laughs> I don't know. We both did it. So, um, cool. Um, so, yeah, if you guys haven't seen it, it's on YouTube. <laughs> well, it's out there somewhere. It's out there it's somewhere. Weird, dude. It's by, by YouTube, I mean internet. Yeah. You can buy it. You should. Probably buy a yeah. whole pack of Hitchcock's films if you go to the right place. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a Blu-ray collection right out there mm-hmm. with all of them. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, going back to the uh, subject of, uh, was it um, more difficult to do, you know, to the ways of filmmaking back then and now. So this film uses 10 cuts total, the entire film. It's about an hour, 30 minutes long, maybe an hour 20. Mm. It uses five hard cuts and five dissolves. Um, well, and they hide the cuts as well. Yeah, you know, um, that's what's so impressive yeah. about it. Because I mean, Ryan said back then it's impossible to do one take. Is it's film? And, you know, basically Hitchcock pushed the pushed the limits of thirty five millimeter filmmaking, where you can only roll one reel for like twelve minutes at a time. So you have to cut somewhere, which he did very creatively. I think at that time is he was probably one of the first directors you know who did it mm. seamless transitions yeah where you know maybe a guy would like in a movie one of the guys would walk in front of the camera and will basically um block the camera then that's where you cut and you kind of go on with the the movement but uh the first the first uh uh i guess scene or the first long take of the film is it clocking about like 11 minutes and 30 seconds so he really pushed the <laughs> the, uh, the limits of a of a of one reel do you know how long like or how many takes it would do for each for this movie um no i didn't i didn't I know really find, find that yeah because that's more i'm curious about that right because yeah 12 minute takes you get through eight minutes you know mm-hmm. on film which people got to remember film and digital yeah it's expensive yeah, yeah. especially at that time like um, and especially having a very you know choreographed um, blocking of of you're in one in one location you're inside the you're inside the the penthouse and uh, you have all these people coming in and out and you have to you know they have to make sure they hit their mark they say their lines at the right time at the right time yeah Yeah. well and that's another thing that i was thinking about is like you know you hear about all of the about whenever they're making this movie you hear about all these stories about you know these actors who are just like giant dicks on set and they're like have you guys ever heard the story about val kilmer and marlon brando whenever they're making the island of dr moreau where like they wouldn't get out of their like they wouldn't get out of their um dressing trailers unless the other one would get out first because they were like i'm not going on set until brando's already ready on set (laughs) so it was like it was like this deal where and like there's they legit like lost like a couple days of shooting because like neither one would like get out of the trailer first but like you in order to make a movie like this like you have to have actors with like no pretense that are like yes like i will be ready i will be because like the smallest thing can can you imagine being like 
20 minutes into a shot and then somebody messing it up like yeah how aggravating how aggravating would that be i mean uh, today it's i mean it is aggravating but you know you can just hit stop and oh, delete that file but but back man, then it was oh my like god that was money already spent yeah you know yeah that's a good question bro like i know how many takes i just yeah, yeah. i just start because it's i mean i mean is it like a full day of i mean the movie's hour and 20 hour yeah. and 30 minutes yeah. um yeah i mean you shoot for i don't know i don't know what kind of time frame they worked on then i don't know did you guys Probably hear about that movie it was a couple of years ago i think it was a russian or german film called victoria that was all one shot it's on netflix now but it was like it's all one really one take yeah no, one take there's no cuts no cuts at all and it's a bank robbing movie too oh nice but apparently I read a story about it and they were they did two takes yeah and they didn't edit them together at all or anything I mean I think like the first one was so perfect do you, so and then they just did it again because they were like well we need to do at least one more run yeah through. my question who gets the like who's <laughs> when on a movie like that who yeah. gets the editor credit like I know there's more that goes into editing, but <laughs> like yeah. your editor is what cuts the movies. Like there's really That's no good editor, point. right? That's when we need our fact checker here, Chris. For. Well, what is like your director or whoever you know, your writer, whoever I would whoever's concept that, it was to do one take. Is that, are they the editor at that point? I I imagine that they would get that, or maybe they don't even have a credit for editing at that point. Well, I know an editor does more than that, but yeah, it's like, right. but on a feature, like, well, no, they really cut it. Like, yeah, color is color. You know, it's like now I'm like. There's no editor. <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, because I cannot imagine. I mean, whoever directed Birdman, like, oh, uh, Inaratu. Well, not is he directed or edited? He directed. Yeah, you, I think. Yeah, uh, edited. I yeah. mean, whoever edited. Golly, that guy almost deserves a de- directing cut credit. Uh I disagree. The editor. Yeah, that movie was like crazy well. Like, I mean, that's why it looked the way that it did is because it was crazy well edited. But I, I mean, think, I didn't think there were that many. There cuts were lots in of. It. There were quite a few, I thought. Oh, are yeah. I think it's that. That's the movie that's kind of you I know there were only meant a to be a one shot film. Yeah, well, that's what it looks like. But I think like, yeah. in reality, it was like there were more cuts than you would think. Probably need to figure this wrong. out. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I didn't think there were that many. I thought the whole. I thought that movie was very similar. To, hey, like, you, you know what movie doesn't have a lot of edits, cuts in it. Um, I was gonna, there's a few good fellas. Good fellas, probably one of the best. <laughs> what is it about these long? What? Are, so, are you guys fans of the long takes? I oh, love yeah. it. I know you do. Yeah, Jeff. yeah. I mean, you if it's motivated. If there's, yeah. um, like I said, that yeah, good fellas probably one 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 of a uh, one of the best. Um, Children of Men. That scene inside the car, where yeah, which we talked, yeah, we talked about yeah. Um, then uh, it's because you're. It's something about the being there that entire time yeah. as a viewer, right? That you're like, I think it gives you more time to feel like what the subjects are feeling, yeah. Rather than cutting away from it, and yeah. Cutting back, yeah. And it's it's I like mean, one point of view pretty much yeah. the entire time. I feel like it's it's all in a moment, and and it's the whole, um, uh, just thinking about the planning of these shots and the scenes and like I said like the camera blocking and making sure actors know their mark and to say the line at the right time and, and, the, and the camera um, 
uh, knowing when to move and when not to move. I feel like it's this one kind of live, um, I don't know, dance to where if we if we don't nail this, it's it's yeah. very theatrical. Yeah, is what I think is kind of cool. And yeah. what I mean, my favorite modern one take scene is the True Detective running through the houses scene. Yeah, God, I love that scene. Oh yeah. So it was season one, like episode three or four, where Russ Cole goes in to like bust oh, that house up. Yeah, yeah. And okay. then they end up going through all the. Ha- that was one take. That was just unreal. So, uh, Birdman had sixteen visible cuts, but, uh, the 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 filmmakers will not say how many actual shots were in the movie. Yeah. But. Um, the the consensus is that no take was longer than seven minutes and most were shorter. So I did not realize there were yeah. that many cuts. I thought it was less than that. No, yeah, there's sixteen visible ones, so there's apparently quite a few that they just did really well. Um Yeah, I mean Birdman and Children of Men good fellas. I think Atonement has one really long one take. Um and oh, that uh, uh, ghost story. Uh, oh yeah, have you guys seen that yet? No. I haven't seen it. Oh man, the pie scene—it's so great. Uh, There's literally a scene. No spoiler alert. <laughs> where Rooney Mara sits down in the kitchen and eats an entire yeah. pie. In one sitting. In one sitting. What kind one. Of what kind of pie? Uh, I think it's like apple pie, oh. or maybe blueberry i mean i could do certain pies i can't yeah. do apple cherry maybe <laughs> but anyways she eats that whole damn pie on camera and i was like man, that's acting you know um, but did so did um cause i don't know did they ever this hitchcock did he ever talk about like the reason he did less like only a few cuts on this movie yeah well it's because he did he think that does he think that built suspense or what oh no 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 so one of the reasons that he did this was because he was getting kickback from credit from critics saying that he couldn't tell a story without like a hundred cuts per minute or something and so like you know oh really? it was like when it, like he was getting crap from like like um, because well, when, when he was <laughs> what's weird about it is that when he was making movies like people treated him like the critics treated him like michael bay like they were like he makes garbage movies like he just makes them for the masses and they're all horrible and like these will not stand the test of time and they they're not artistic but it was a the the turning point for Hitchcock was when uh Francois Truffaut who is the guy who directed 500 blows and he was a French filmmaker he came over and did an entire book about how artistic Hitchcock really was and about how great of a filmmaker he really was. And that kind of changed people's outlook yeah. on it. Cause they're like this, this guy from France, who's like making like the best artistic films of our time is over here, like gushing over Hitchcock's work. And there's a book called Hitchcock Truffaut, um, which is a definite must read but the entire book is just a conversation between those two and they go through and they talk about every single one of his movies. Damn. It is Man. unreal. I can tell you this, I don't know much about Hitchcock. <laughs> <laughs> but uh there's like a there's like over 100 movies that he made. 
I bet if Michael Bay listens to his podcast, he'd be really happy. Well, <laughs> and that's that's always like the funny <laughs> thing is like, what you know, is there a modern day version of Hitchcock of somebody who's like getting shit for like just creating these mass marketed movies that that like we'll look back on, yeah, and say wow, like they were really Tyler pushing Perry. the. <laughs> 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 oh, Brad! Oh thank you God. for that. <laughs> That's good. Oh man, sorry. Sorry to cut you off. Right. Yeah. No, I love that. I am. But I'm gonna have to be so. So if you had to say who, who to to you, who's the modern Hitchcock? Who would you say? I wouldn't even. Uh, modern I, I Hitchcock. Do, I do have one. Modern Hitchcock, like his. Um. Are you saying like how he? Like you just like what you just explained about him producing movies or his style? No, his I'm, style. I'm, no, what I'm more saying is like who do you think right now gets a lot of sh- like shit critically but actually that we're gonna look back, on, gonna look back on and kind of praise can like, you even answer that I can who you guys might laugh I'm going to I think Shyamalan's the Hitchcock of our generation I have no reaction to that <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean oh, I left god damn it yeah I left uh, man, you quite. That's. I mean, I think we're gonna look back. We're gonna be like, damn, dude was making good movies. Certain ones. Well, yeah, not every. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna sit here and be an avatar apologist, but I, I mean, I, I think for what he's doing and has done, like, I think we're gonna kind of like appreciate it a little more later. You think so? You think I we're think gonna? So. You think we're gonna appreciate it? Because I feel like I appreciate his good I, films already. Are you, okay, are you right. talking about... I'm talking about critically in general. Cause no, like, no, because you mentioned cause specifically that he got crap because he, they said you cannot make a film, uh, a compelling film, without using 100 cuts in a, min- in a minute. That wasn't more what I was talking about. I'm sorry, like, Hitchcock's entire career, he was just kind of shit upon by the American critics. Just and they all said that he was just a, a shitty like British filmmaker who just makes these horrible movies. Like every mon- one of his movies was kind of panned and and dogged on. Oh, huh, that's interesting. By the it was more it was more by like the because like all of his movies were hits. They were like okay, you talking they were about like popular hit critics, but the critics themselves not were the, the public. Ones, no, no, no. The, the public loved it, but yeah. the critics were like, "Well, this is just trash." That you I know, I think it's a difference between like some of uh, Hitch- like you think. Uh, what what's his name? Who's the guy who made that movie? Bright. Um, <laughs> was that the guy who also did Training Day? David oh, Ayers. Oh, David Ayers. Oh, and he also did Suicide Squad. You think it's the modern day? <laughs> Hey, Training Day is phenomenal. Um, no, Training Day is great, but those other two movies. Oh, no, I'm oh. saying, like you said, like Hitchcock. It's it's the critics who gave him crap about, but publicly, his movies were, you know, it was it was re- uh, received very well. I think that's the case. With Sha- I think that's the case with Shyamalan. <laughs> I'm googling modern day Hitchcock. I gotta see. Um, hey, one of one of my buddies keeps on blowing my phone up, and he, he said he wants to be a call in on the show. Should we do that? Call in? Yeah, he wants like to be phone a call friend. In. Yeah, he just wants to. Like, huh. Should I like? Should I like put him on speaker? And we can always take it out later. Right? Call him right now. All right, let's do he it. He keeps on c- 
calling me about this goddamn fantasy so, football league that we're in. Sorry, I just Do found. You mind? A, I just found a. Well, no, we're not. Yeah, but we're not talking about fantasy football. No, we're not. Just, just What's go and answer and say, hey, say something about Hitchcock. Okay. Hey, uh, you're on speakerphone right now on the Spicy Boys podcast. Uh, we're talking. We're talking. We're we're uh, we're talking Alfred Hitchcock right now. And. Yeah, we're we're talking the movie Rope, starring uh, James Stewart. Do you have anything that you want to say about Hitchcock? About Hitchcock? Yeah. Um. Yeah, thirty seconds. No, I didn't. I really don't. Going to be on the clock. Oh, now you're fine. Talk about my new one. Yeah, so it's it's just a movie called Rope. Starts James Stewart. You want what? Talk, talk about your the your favorite movie that you just saw recently. Favorite movie I just saw recently. Uh, okay, so I saw Deadpool two recently. It wasn't my favorite, but it was funnier than I thought it was going to be for the sequel. Uh-huh. Um, however, I watched the Netflix, I watched the Netflix documentary series called Five Came Back. Yeah? Oh, um, I know that. About, yeah, it was about uh, five uh, filmmakers who went to World War II. Basically, the propaganda show. Yeah. That was legit. Um, I want to say John John Ford. Can I curse? Yeah, you can say whatever the hell you want to. You're on the Spicy John Boys podcast. John Ford and John Houston. John Ford and John Houston are fucking badass. I can just hear John Cusack saying. Uh, <laughs> I think he's trying to say John Cusack like ten times. Alright man Well thanks for your input We appreciate you And I'll, I'll give you a call later Alright I can't believe you actually Let me on this thing Thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> uh, That was good That just made my day Yeah that made my um, day Anyway uh, <laughs> So Yeah um, uh, Yeah the film It's it's basically it, You see the crime f- Right off the bat Then it they they uh, host a dinner party, so the entire time you're kind of wondering, like Ryan said, it's not a who done. It's like you know exactly who did it. Mm. It's how are they gonna get caught, or or are they gonna get caught? Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like watching an episode of like Murder She Wrote. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> Mur- Murder She Wrote. I'm, I'm, did I I'm, say episode? I'm not. I don't, I don't think I'm really getting the reference here, because murder she wrote is about a lady who writes about murders that already happened, right? That's what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> it's you know, it's it's not it's not a, it's not. You know, you know exactly what what, what's the deal? Yeah, and it's just a matter of. Okay, so you already know the killer. You already know the killer. Yeah, I think he's referencing what he explained earlier about how the very beginning of the movie, you already know it's a murder. Yeah. Right? Which, that's such a good way to... Because they open it, and there's not a big struggle. By the way, that dude was... I mean, three friends, the dude's dead. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what the... What? No. I mean, the guy had obviously no fight because you see them put yeah. the the rope around his neck originally yeah. right just yeah a simple like hand. yeah dude's like three seconds and he's and out if i you, feel bad for it and if you've you know, never seen family. the film like yeah we're not spoiling because like as soon as you watch it spo- <laughs> <laughs> well yeah we don't want to spoil a movie yeah um but this kind of suspense of now people are coming in and you know for the dinner party and 
just the whole like the um trying to manipulate the guests on you know, on cuz i mean they had they had the the dinner on that on the the chest, chest or the yeah. table where the dead the dead bodies in mm. um um i kind of want to see this done recreated modern day yeah like today oh man can you imagine if it was like done like birdman style like Dude. really artistic and like Following the characters as they walk. Ooh. What if you? They, know who I want to see do it. Ryan Gosling. Aronofsky. Oh, oh yeah, that's perfect. Your favorite. It's starring Ryan Gosling because Aronofsky and Gosling haven't worked together before, but I feel like they would be perfect for each other. He, what he would be the lead? No, I think he would be the Jimmy Stewart. I think he'd be. The oh, Jimmy. he would be the. Okay. Yeah. Here's a scenario. Aronofsky directed remake of Rope, right? Mm-hmm. He calls it dope. Then <laughs> the guy who gets strangled says uh, the rope is one location. It's inside a penthouse. What if you put the camera inside the chest and the guy lives, but he's like paralyzed? <laughs> he, oh, man. He can hear stuff, but he, he can't say anything. He can't move, but he can hear. What are you cutting, cutting to a camera inside the chest? The entire movie. You just hear what's going on outside the chest. That's like uh, what's that movie? You buried, buried, yeah. yeah. I what's the other one? Lock with uh, Tom Hardy, where it's just him in the car the yeah, entire time. That's a good movie. That was a great movie. Um, there is that would be kind of cool. Um, yeah, that would be pretty cool to watch, right? right? There is a cool movie. There is a movie though. It's called Johnny Got His Gun, and it's a movie about World War One. It's about a guy who gets all of his arms and legs blown off, and he's in a hospital. And it's still alive. The movie, yeah. In the movie, it's Quadruple his psyche, and it's like him, like talking, like his, like he's like narrating it, and he's just in this hospital, and like all, of, like all of this stuff is happening around him. But it's just like you're watching this entire movie about like everything that he's going through, and like how he's still alive, and they're like talking about him, and it's it's so. Um, and then Metallica did a music <laughs> video for their song One, which is about. Uh-huh about that book that it was based on and they actually bought the film rights so that they could use the mo- like clips from the movie in their music video if you've ever so, watched that music video so the guy is dark so this way so the guy lost all of his limbs is that what you're saying yeah and then he, he like in the he movie like stepped on a mine and he, everything got blown off but, and, but he couldn't talk or anything like that either but he can only hear yeah he could like hear and feel things but like nobody knew that he could because like he could only just like move his head i kind of like the way i had like envisioned like a movie like that's like you know when you have those dreams and you like like need to oh, scream I for help and you that. can't oh yeah I, you're, you're, that's uh, kind of like what yeah. i think about Sleep right paralysis where you like know what's going on and yeah. you want to like yeah i hate Is that what it's called that's yeah. The, yeah. that's the worst feeling right? in the world is there any oh, movies man. out that's like that uh you probably know yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, movie, but I've watched a lot of documentaries about sleep sleep paralysis. I feel like we're coming. Where you're to being an idea. you're being held down, but you're trying to like, you know, you're asleep, but you're trying to like shock yourself to waking up, but it's not happening. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, uh, there's there's a <laughs> yeah. there's a movie that where someone goes under anesthesia also, but they're not like out. Uh, I don't think it was a good movie. I never saw the movie. I heard it was terrible, but the idea of it was um, interesting to me. We guys ready to rate this movie? Oh yeah, we rated it. Oh, by the way, Black Sabbath. That name came from a vision that I got had while he was having sleep paralysis. Oh. Um, what about Brown Sabbath? Brown Sabbath is uh yeah. 
<laughs> it's Grupo Fantasma. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you guys uh, have never seen Rope, you guys should see it. Like I said, it's on the internet slash YouTube slash it's free, but you should pay for it, but do whatever you want. Um, I'm going to start. I'm going to rate this movie uh, uh, Carolina Reaper. Oh, damn. I love long long takes. I appreciate the the planning and the choreography and just the top notchness of every aspect of filmmaking. And uh, I'm gonna reach. I'm gonna reach. Actually, I will reach for the beer. <laughs> then I'm gonna rate it. You know what? Trinidad Scorpion. Whoa! Whoa! Opposite, man. opposite direction I'm going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like this. I don't. Yeah, I'm. It's I. <laughs> so it's funny that you like this. I don't feel I like bet, this is a normal beer that you would be like. You know, I feel like you. Oh, really absolutely not! This. Like it's no. I think that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of wish someone because you don't really like dark lager, like dark lagers either. So n- none of us do. We I feel like we need someone on here that actually really likes stouts. Apparently, and, Jeff does now. This and uh, uh, Black Thunder. Oh, that was good. That was a good beer. So was the... Uh, I just referenced the recent episode, episode one and the first episode. Boom! <laughs> well, Jody's episode from Witchcraft, uh, that, oh, was, that was that, a stout. That, well, that, oh, that was, was nice. Like, that that was, was so nice. But that was like a small... Like a like a, yeah, special. Yeah. I'm going to go for the movie. I'm going to say Trinidad Scorpion. And for the beer... I'm going to say ghost pepper. How dare you? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Movie? Carolina Reaper. Yeah, sure. Movie. <laughs> and yeah. Beer? <laughs> why, uh, why, why, gonna, uh, why, why Carolina? Like what? I think the movie, <sighs> I mean, I think it's one of the, I, I think it's in my top six. You know, yeah, it's, it's such you made a like a hundred movies, man. so that makes sense. Top six movies. He has a lot of great movies, right? Yeah. So I don't think I can rate it higher than what I would rate. Wait, like this, is, this movie's in your top six? No, I'm saying for a Hitchcock. Oh, movie. Hitchcock. Oh, no. Will you ask why that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you saying why shouldn't it be higher or lower? No, no, no. I was wondering like why would why? I why think it's an amazing it? movie. Yeah. I'm just not gonna give it a spy sex because yeah. it's not like Vertigo. Oh, there you oh, go. <laughs> right? I mean, great. Yeah. well, you got North by Northwest, you got Vertigo, you got Psycho. Psycho. I mean, you've got, good God, man. There's a lot. And I think it's just, for um, me, it's like I want, I, I could give it, but again, I haven't given anything a spice yeah. sex yet. Yeah. I All think right. I've. No, but, um, going in the opposite spectrum. But I can give the beer a habanero. <laughs> oh, yeah? I don't know. I didn't care yeah. for it, but, you know, I'm just not. I'll finish your beer. I'm just not. You <laughs> can have that. <laughs> hey, wait. It's better than that lime beer I had that one yeah. time. Oh my god! How drink the can though? The can though, I would actually give. Oh, I give that one. I would probably give it a Carol. I give it a Carolina Reaper. Yeah, yeah, the can's cool, dude. I'm I like. Gonna, I'm I gonna, like the don't let the I'm darkness not, fool you. And I'm just not in the. I think I go through phases where I'm like, okay, I can drink a, a heavy lager or a dark beer right now, but I think when I keep the can and, and just um, cut the lid and put like a succulent over there. Ooh, look right? at you being all fancy. Yeah, why, bro? Dude, I've been designing a lot. Have you? Uh, right? Hell yeah, bro. That's cool. a really good idea. Well, Hey, you could start a whole business doing beer yeah. can. Hey, we've got a whole line of beer cans for you to put succulents in. Dude. 
You got to put a lot of soil in him. Is the only problem. Um, speaking of cans, I take all those cans from my house here. <laughs> uh, from Jody's episode. Um, cool. Well, that's uh, that's all she wrote. Murder she wrote. <laughs> um, go watch Rope. Alfred Hitchcock. Drink some reasonably corrupt beer out there. And you know what? Enjoy yourself because you deserve it. Yeah. Hey, I want you guys to be happy and don't mind the noise. Because when the podcast studio is rocking, don't come a knocking. God damn it. <laughs> I was trying to be more like Tony, Tony Robbins there. <laughs> oh, I was like, what are you talking about? Anyway, Brad. Thanks for listening, everybody. So, spicy boys, out.